This is Willie Calhoun with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. All right, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode 30. We're at 30 finally, and today, another great one. Chris Woodward, Texas Ranger Manor, is going to join us from Toronto, where they're already there. They're going to start this season Friday. Jeff and I are going to go over our predictions of what we think will happen this season, maybe with the Rangers too. We'll do all of that right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. Okay, so, hey, this is great. We're at 30. These have been going good. We we basically put them out every week. We've skipped a couple times just for travel issues, um, vacations. But Woody's coming back, joining us from uh, Toronto. I guess he's probably going to be in the hotel. Yeah, it, it, yeah. When I talked to him, uh, shoot, I don't know. I think it was Monday. Uh, my days are all running together here. But um, <laughs> he said he had a, he had some meetings with staff, and uh, they had the staff dinner tonight. Uh, so he wanted to he wanted to do it uh, this morning or early afternoon, and it it turned out that uh, this is this is the best time for him. And uh, if it's the best time for him, it's the best time for us. And you know, I mean, the season starts and. Who better to talk to to kind of get a feel for everything and what might happen than with the uh, the manager himself? So, yeah, the, the skipper. Um, yeah, and you know he he was on uh, after last season uh, in October, and uh, our, our, I think our metrics show that his episode is the third most popular behind uh, Jack Collider and Cole Wynn. So uh, he, he's keeping good company. Yeah, and 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 it awesome for him. I appreciate him stopping down to do it. We're gonna have him yeah. on. Hopefully about 20 minutes, he's going to be pressed, but we'll get some good questions that we want to ask before this starts. Um, but I thought another thing we could do, we, this is the last one before the season starts. Next week we have some big stuff happening. It's still on target to do it, but I figured we could go yeah. over just kind of quick predictions. Who's going to win each thing, what we think, some Ranger predictions, yeah. um, and maybe some breakout players and stuff like that. Um, I kind of sent you what I <laughs> wanted to cover. Yeah, yeah, it works for me. Yeah, and hey, so guys, listen, we're going to get going on this. Uh, we've told Woody anytime uh, he might pop in before we get finished. We'll just finish it at the end. If not, we'll keep going till now, and then we'll wait on Woody to to, to bring him in for, at the last part. So I figure let's do this. First of all, you don't got to go over every division and see what place one through five and every one. That's just stupid. I think we want to go through who's going to win each division. Let's start in the National League, and we'll end with the AL West. If we go to the National League East, who is it that you think is going to win the National League East? Well, I think it's going to be hard to knock off the Braves. I know that a lot of people <clears throat> think the Mets are uh, a darling team, but you know they've they've already got injury issues with Degrom. Yep. Scherzer uh, sounds like a minor deal, but um, anyway, so I, you know you gotta you gotta beat beat the best to be the best, and so I, I still think the Braves. I, I know they lost Freeman, but they replaced him with with possibly a better player. So yeah, I think the Braves are going to be. Uh, the, the team to beat there. I, I do too. Um, I, the Mets were somebody that I, I kind of thought of, but you know, DeGrom, you got Scherzer. I, I think those teams too, that, you know, history says you go out and spend the most money and it doesn't necessarily translate onto the field sometimes. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, the Mets are going to be good. I think they are going to be good. Uh, but I do, I think the Braves, when you're, when you're in first place, I think that you've got to get knocked off in most circumstances and they're still going to be good. Um, okay. If we go to the central, who do you see in the national league central? Well, I think, uh, I think it's Brewers Cardinals are the, the, the top two. And I, you know, I, I, I'll go, I'll go with the Cardinals. Uh, they have a first year manager. Uh, I, I think 
as, as the offseason has worn on, it sounds like there's a little more drama there last year. And the Cardinals were still a decent team. They figured things out late. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, if, if Jack Flaherty and Miles Michaelis are, are healthy throughout the season, then um, that's pretty good, pretty good place. And boy, they, they have four gold glovers, I think, and, and uh, pitching and defense wins. So give, give me, give me the Cardinals. You know, I, it was funny. I was going between those two teams. I, I kind of yeah. feel like the Cardinals might slip a little. I don't know, but I, I went with the Brewers. Um, I think okay. the Brewers, I've liked yeah. the Brewers and had them doing well last year. I, I, I just, I think, I like what they've done in, in there. And the Central may be the weakest division in the National League. Uh, but uh, I think it's the Brewers also coming out of there. Well, they, they, they have a great rotation. There's, there's no question about it. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. And, and they're, you know, they're, one, they're, they're two guys at the back end of the bullpen are, are dynamite. So, I, you know, I, that, that wouldn't surprise me. But I also uh, have a little bias with Mike Maddox as the pitching coach for the Cardinals. So, <laughs> so you covered Mike. So, Mike was great yeah. to cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he – you know, he's always busy. You know, most of these most of these coaches are busy, and you don't get a chance to talk to him. But Mike's just a good guy and uh, uh, loves calls of basketball too. So that's <laughs> a, and, and, spi- and spicy Mexican food. So uh, he, he and I he and I get along real well. Hey, he's that sounds like he's right up my alley too. You know, and on, on the major league staff this year, you've got to uh, take your. I like. Uh, Wilson, I think Wilson's a great guy too. He's always been oh, real, yeah. uh, really yeah. personable and talks every time he saw us out at spring training. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're gonna keep going. We're gonna go on to the West. Who do you see? I think we Dodgers. both probably have the same. Yeah, the Dodgers. That's the Dodgers. who. Dodgers. No need to explain it. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I think if the Dodgers don't win the World Series, it's just gonna. That's the disappointment. They've either got to win the World Series or the whole season's a bust for them. Yeah, that's yeah. in my opinion. Okay, National League Wild Card. Three teams this year are gonna make it. Who do you see doing it? Well, since I picked the Cardinals, I got to go with the the Brewers. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and say um, the Padres. I think they've got a lot of pitching, and and then I will go ahead and kind of go out on a limb and say the the Phillies. Um, wow, you know they they were close last year, and um, you know, they have they have the best player in in the league, uh, Bryce Harper. Yep, uh, I think the rotation is is, is good enough uh, to to beat some people. So. Um, and there's always a team that surprises. So I, I don't know that it'd be a huge surprise, but I'm going to go with them. Okay. So, all right. Well, let me jump out on there. I, we both said Dodgers. That was the easy choice. I went Padres also. They've got a lot of – they do have – God, they've got about a 12-man rotation, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. they've got it up and down. I think at some point some of those – they might that might be some people they trade off at the trade deadline when they sure. settle in on their rotation um, in, in doing that. So I think Padres are going to make it. I went with the Mets. I don't think they'll win the East. I think they might be the team. Phillies, you said, might – so that would be bad for the Mets in your case because yeah. you've got uh, – you've got then, – then obviously you have the Mets coming in – no better than third. So I've got the Mets, and then I went Cardinals. Your Cardinals. I went with Cardinals yeah. as the other wild card spot uh, going in there. I don't see um, anybody from. Uh, I get well. That was one from each division for me. I didn't do that in the American League, but there was one from okay. each division I put in uh, that made the made the there. So let's go to the American League, and let's go to one of the probably might be the best American League division, and that's the East. Who do you think is going to come out of there? I. Uh, it's it's tough, but um, I think I think the I think the Blue Jays uh, are are going to win that. They, um, you know, they lost Simeon, but they have uh, tremendous young talent. They added they added uh, two, you know, Barrios last year at the deadline, but uh, Kevin Gossman, who's going to pitch the second game for them this year against the Rangers. Yep. Uh, so I I think their rotation is deep, and they have a good bullpen. So um, I'm going to go Blue Jays. I did the same thing. Um, I went with the Blue Jays too, and when you when we get to our uh, wild card, there's going to be a team that's going to be upset uh, coming yeah. out of the East uh, because I think there are four teams in the East that think they are World Series contenders this year. Um, so if we go to the Central, um, probably the same person, the same team here. Who did you go with? I went with the White Sox. I did too. Uh, and even with yeah, Lynn I, going down, I don't think it's sure. he's going to be back in what's is it six weeks? Yeah, you know, Lynn and, and Crochet losing him's a uh, kind of a blow to their bullpen, but right. they're going to score a ton of runs, and they've got enough. They've got enough depth, and and they've shown that they'll go out and make moves to pick patch, patch up any holes. So right, I think I think they run away with it. 
Okay, well, here's a, here's a good one. So who, who are you going out of the West? Yeah, boy, you know, you kind of go back and forth. Um, I, 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 I think the Mariners will, will uh, prevail. Um, they have another year of seasoning. I mean, they were a really good team last year. Uh, those young players are going to be better. They have Julio Rodriguez, uh, their number three prospect who's going to be playing every day. So, right. Uh, I, I, I think that, I think that this might be the year they make their, they break their playoff drought. I do too. I went with the Mariners too. I think that they, 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 they didn't sit pat. They, they made a couple of moves yeah. with, with Ray. They brought in Ray, um, for the rotation. I mean, I look, this is a, they, they ended up with, was it 90 wins last year they had? Think they, 90 or 91. Yeah, and I mean, no one saw it. Um, I, I do. I think the Mariners. I think the Mariners and Rangers might be setting up in the next couple of years to be two teams that kind of take over the West and battle it out all the way through. Yeah, there's that potential. There is, sure. and yeah. because the Mariners, I think, are there to stay. And they're they if they get any team that starts winning, then they start spending more, making moves, and doing stuff. And I think they've got a, a decent uh, minor league system too. Okay, so oh, that yeah. goes that goes to the wild card. So now we're going into the wild card. Um, yeah. Who who are your darlings that are gonna? Who's getting left out of this thing? Well, I, I'm gonna go Yankees, Rays, and um, Astros. And the Astros. Yeah. Okay, as there. Okay, I have no other American League West team making the playoffs. Oh, I've got the Rays and the Red Sox. I think the Yankees are the ones that fall back. Uh, they're going to be right in it all the way to the end, but I think they're going to get overtaken at the end by the Tigers, who I, I, think, I think the Tigers are young and coming up, and I think they might slide into that third spot. The Yankees, <laughs> it just is – it's partial – it's also personal for me. I love to watch anything Yankees that, that's that, for a Yankee fan for, the, for it to implode. I love the guys that are there. You and I both have covered – Joey, we've covered Isaiah Counterfalefa. We like Trevino. They just got mm. rid of Rodriguez, jo- Joely. They yeah. just traded off. Those are great guys. I wish nothing. If they make the playoffs, they're the only ones that I would be rooting for because those are great humans that would sit and talk to us all the time. But I, yeah, I think there might be an implosion that goes on in, in New York. Well, maybe you, you never know. I, I uh, you know, you you wonder about the Red Sox. Maybe their rotation a little bit and bullpen. Um, they're all they're all going to score, uh, you, you know that. And right. Then, you know the the Rays just do it differently differently than everybody else. So, and then it's kind of hard to argue what they've done the last two years. So sure. Um, I I just uh, you know kind of kind of like the White Sox will go out and do what they have to do. The Yankees will go out and do what they have to do to get better. Sure. At, at the trade deadline. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick stick with them despite your despite your you know Tigers is an interesting pick. You know, they're young. They got. <laughs> Spencer Torkelson is going to be their first base mm-hmm. this year. Uh, Riley Green is going to be in center field. Though he's got a broken foot right now, so um, it's an it's an interesting team, especially with them them adding Baez. So right. uh, we'll see. I, I I like it. You know, it's 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 out there. It, and then you know, like you said, one I, I said one team always surprises. So maybe maybe that's your maybe that's the team. Maybe that's it. Okay, World yeah. Series. Who's going to beat who in the World Series? Uh, you know, I did this for a. a magazine in japan oh uh, yeah so i'm gonna i i, I picked the dodgers and the yankees um over the yankees and, and uh just um you know it's just the the dodgers lost Corey seager in it and i think they're better you know yeah. as, as hard as that is to imagine they lost kenley jansen too but i don't know that that's a bad thing so um let 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 me let me stick with that you know so that i don't have people coming out of the woodwork saying I changed my mind. I'm not changing my mind, dang it. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? And that the Yankees are a team that if they gel at the right time, they can get on a playoff hunt going there at the end. Um, you know, not for me. That's not what I'm going to say. But um, you, that's not out of the realm of possibility at all. The Yankees are going to be good. Their lineup's pretty formidable. Um, and all right, I have the Dodgers also winning but i have them going over the blue jays i think the blue jays right. I, I like the blue jays i'm that's the team i think is going to really i think they're going to have home field advantage throughout the american league playoffs i just think that they're that good um and watch the rangers go up and take two out of three but that does that means nothing you know how seasons right. always start you know that sure. and uh and, and then everybody will think the rangers are world series contenders and the blue jays are going to come in fifth but uh it, it just that's a formidable lineup i just like them okay who is going to win the american league mvp uh, I, again, I, for the magazine in Japan. So I had a little prep work on this. 
I went with Alex Bregman. Um, wow. I, I, I think he, I mean, he's an MVP caliber player. Um, I, I think he's, he due. is, he is, uh, if he, if he stays healthy, uh, you know, it, it's hard to go against trout and Otani. Um, I always wonder about Otani's health. Um, so that's kind of why I didn't. And, uh, you know, trout obviously is the best player of our generation. Right. Um, I, I have voted for him for MV, MVP. I don't know how many times, uh, <laughs> I think he's great, but I, I just, I just got a wild hair here and, and, and thought Bregman might be the guy. God, you know what? That's a great sleeper pick right there because we've seen what Bregman is capable of. He's had a down year. Um, didn't he, I, he might've dealt with a little bit of injury. Um, I think he's back. He's, I mean, refreshed, going. I, that is a guy. Look, the guy's at the plate is a he's selective. He hits the balls he likes to hit. He can drive the yeah. ball. He's got some power. Um, God, that's a pretty good. I went Otani. I, I've never seen anything like that. So, and yeah. I, it's very easy that he might be Cy Young guy, and he's not the MVP. Um, I think he's healthier this year. He's more healthy this year going into it, the full season. Plus, they put in the Otani rule, uh, which is going to let him stay in the lineup uh, if he comes yeah. out as a pitcher. Um, so I'm I'm going to go with Otani till someone knocks him off. I just I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a guy that that throws the way he does as a pitcher and hits the way he does as a hitter. So I'm going to go with Otani. And he runs like a deer. He that's does. That's, that people forget about him. The guy is one of the fastest guys in the league. I mean, and, he's he's a freak. And I just, again, and I don't mean to be a, you know, Debbie I don't Downer wish, or anything. I don't wish this on anybody, but he's been healthy for one season in his career. Yep. So um, that's kind of, kind of, you, you can't yeah. ignore that. No, you can't. And, and and he's putting a lot of strain on his body because he's 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 not only pitching, which pitchers have to recover. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. They come back from yeah. throwing a hundred pitches. I mean, and then he goes into the lineup and he's swinging a bat too. Um, and you right. say, well, he does that in the National League. In the American League, though, he did it every day. He was hitting when he wasn't pitching. I think he took one – would he take a day off after he pitched and then come back usually? Um, um, maybe, you know, they, when, when he first was in the league, they really babied him. Um, Joe Madden leaned on him a little bit harder last year, and he responded pretty well. Maybe that's the trick. Yep. But, um, we'll just see. You know, I remember you, Darvish, and somebody telling me that when they played in, in Japan – that those guys would do a bullpen session the day before that they pitched where they would throw 120 pitches in a bullpen no, session. I don't know that. Yeah, I heard it was somebody that would that had played against you when you signed with the Rangers and they were interviewing him. And they were like, you don't understand what these guys do. When it's their uh -huh. turn to pitch the day before, they go out and throw like a 120-pitch bullpen. Uh, before uh -huh. it was – maybe I'm totally forgetting what I heard, but I swear that's what they said. So maybe uh -huh. like you're saying in your Madden thing, push him a little bit, and that gets him going. Maybe that's what he needs. He needs the consistency um, going in. Okay, Cy Young. Who you got the American League Cy Young? Uh, I selected Garrett Cole. Um, that's he's amazing. good. Yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. That's, all, that's my only explanation. Yeah. Oh, he's good. With the Pirates, he was good. I mean, he was great with the Pirates yeah. and he, on a team that sucked. Then he goes to the Astros, does it there. I mean, yes, he's unbelievable. But I went – I went with the somebody that that is going to a pitcher friendly ballpark, and that's Robbie Ray out out in Seattle. Oh, I think so Seattle makes it. For Robbie Ray, huh? Yeah, right. so he he goes out there and and uh, he it's a pitcher friendly park. He's going out to Seattle where they're going to be better. Um, and I I that's my pick. I like Garrett Cole. All it right. was I love Garrett Cole. I think that it, yeah. he's another one. National League MVP uh, Juan Soto. Um, Kind of, kind of like Bregman. He's he's an MVP caliber player, and, right? Um, you know, it, it's just. Well, yeah, I skipped. I skipped the NL MVP, right? Yeah, you because I have Acuna Junior. All right. Oh. All so right. Soto, I, Soto was. I had Soto on my list. I had Harper. Yeah. You know, you think of Harper, maybe break out too, but Acuna uh, Junior. So you're going with Soto. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he's a young uh, yeah, stud. Yeah, I, you know, Acuna, great player. I just he's don't know that he's going to play enough games to to entice voters, but it's possible. Like, you know, Joe Maurer and Josh Hamilton are examples of guys who, who uh, didn't, didn't people thought hadn't played enough games and they won overwhelmingly. So right. Maybe that's it. He's gotta be, he's gotta be fantastic. He's going to have to put up, uh, uh, right. you know, video game numbers. Once he comes back, I've loved that sure. guy. I think he's one, and he beats his body up out there. He goes after and gets the ball. 
Um, all right, National League Cy Young. Uh, I picked Walker Bueller. Uh, Me I too. I picked him last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he's good. He's going to be on the, the best team, so that that'll that'll get some some attention. He's their ace. I mean, he's the ace of the yeah. of one of the best rotations in the National League. Um, I like I like Bueller. Um, yes, I, I think he's a I think he's unreal. I think he's a stud. I remember back when there were talks of trades going on between the Rangers, and he was just a prospect. And everybody would try to include Bueller and there, and, and yeah, even me sometimes. Sure. But all of a sudden, it's like no, but there's no way those Dodger fans would go. We're not getting rid of Bueller, and now I know why. Yeah, you know. Right. So okay, rookie of the year. Who do you got in the American League? Uh, well, you know, it, 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 it's a it's an unbelievable potentially yeah. race with Julio Rodriguez and Bobby Wood Jr. Yep, uh, Spencer Torkelson. Right, uh, all three of those guys make Adley Rushman. That's crazy. I don't know if he's going to date. He's, he's hurt right now, but uh, I, I will go with uh, Bobby Wood Jr. Um, a lot of that's personal. I, uh, I've, I've seen him, saw him play in high school. Mm-hmm. Know his dad. Me so, too. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with him, but I mean, th- th- all three of those guys are, are special players and uh, just sit yep. back and enjoy what, what they're going to be able to do. Yeah, and boy, this was a big toss-up for me. I had, I had Bobby Witt Jr. as, God, that's so – it's such an easy pick. He's going to be a stud. I, I think so. But I ended up going with Julio Rodriguez just because I think the Mariners I, – I just feel the Mariners are going to be better this year, are going to be good this year, and they're going to get some national pub going into it. I like Rodriguez, um, and, and he's going to start off in the big leagues. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I think that was a question whether he'd make it, and he did. What about the National League? Well, I, I don't like doing this, but I'm, I'm going to say a Suzuki. My guy. <laughs> techni- technically is a rookie. Right. You know? um, he, he comes over with a lot of seasoning, but um, I always, you know, I just, I, if, if he's great, he's going to be the rookie of the year. Yeah, I, I agree. That's who I said. Yeah. Kind of easy yeah. for me. Look, I've been a Suzuki guy way back, so – um, yeah. it's good signing by the Cubs. I think, I think he's going to do well. He's not going to put up the numbers he put up in Japan, but, uh, I think the numbers he puts up as an established big leaguer. I mean, this guy's 26, 27 years old played, uh, you know, what, 10 years or eight years in the, in, in, uh, the MPB. I think he's going to do good. I like Suzuki also. Okay. All right. There's, we are. So let's go to the Rangers. Okay. What do you see them? What, what is the record of the Rangers this year? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's always hard uh, to pin that down and sure, it's a pure, it's purely a guess. Yeah, I I, I will say uh, seventy-seven and eighty-five. Um, that's a seventeen-game improvement. Uh, I think they are definitely better. They still have holes, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think they would admit that too. I think they're going to score a lot of runs. I, I think they'll be a lot like the uh, the the two thousand eighteen um, scored a, scored a bunch. Didn't quite pitch enough. Uh, right. Finished, I think, seventy nine and 82, 83 that year. Uh, so that, that that's kind of what what I'm. Maybe they were eighty and eighty two. I don't remember. But anyway, that's kind of yeah. where I'm leaning. Um, so seventy seven and eighty five, which yeah. is which is fantastic. I think I, I actually gave him one more win. I went seventy eight okay. and eighty four. Um, where do you have him finishing in the division? Fourth. You know, okay. I, I think that. Uh, the, if the Angels stay healthy, the Angels will will be uh, a, a 500 or better team. I don't think that they're as good as Seattle or Houston. Um, I think that they're very, very fragile. You know, I, yep. I think you saw that last year. Yep. And uh, so they, they've got they've got you know four good players, and if one of them gets hurt, it's trouble. And last year they had two of them hurt, and they 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 weren't. Yep. You know in a bad, they weren't very good. So, um, you got the Rangers. Yeah, the Ranger, I got the Rangers finishing fourth. And then you got A's in, in last. I tell you what, yeah. I'm the ever optimist for the Rangers. I've always been the ever optimist. I always see them as a contender when they're not and all of that. I tried every way in the world to make them be the third place team in the American league West. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, I just eventually thought, <laughs> I just, I just thought eventually they're just, they're just not quite there yet. I do have them going 78 and 84. I have something a little different though. I don't think I don't think the Astros finish second. I think they finish third. I think uh-huh. that I think the Angels stay healthy. I think that it's Seattle, and I think even at some point, even as late as almost the trade deadline, maybe right beyond the Rangers and the Astros might even be toying around together at third. Uh, 
at some point a little right. bit. Eventually, though, the Astros are just a better lineup right now. They have better starting pitching. Eventually, they'll, they'll pull away, depending on what the Rangers do at the deadline. And I think you can agree with me at the deadline. The Rangers could sell or buy, but if they're selling, they're going to be selling just guys that, that you know, like they're on one-year deals, and it's just going to be yeah. for nothing. If they're buying, they're not buying to go to the playoffs in 2022. They're buying for 2023 and 2024, and they could be the spoiler to take a player that's put on the market that instead of getting traded to a contender gets traded to the Rangers, um, you know, something like that. I, I could see that very easily, uh, maybe a rotation piece or a bat that they think they can go get, um, and because, and, but they have con- it's going to be a controllable player, without a doubt. Right, right. Now that's what they did with uh, Cole Hamels in 15. And- sure. Uh, they they you know, they can say what they want. At the time they made the trade, there were six games under five hundred, and I, I don't, I don't think they made it for twenty fifteen. They made it for, for the years beyond that, and uh, yep. it worked out. So, yep. uh, but yeah, that's that's what you say makes sense. Yeah, sure. and and so that that's it. But I, in no move that they make during the trade deadline is going to put them into third place. I don't think, I think just eventually they fall to fourth. Uh, the A's, of course the A's are a spoiler too. They somehow or another, they could end up coming in fourth place and, nah, and they're just, they're gonna be awful. yeah, they, I think so. But they, every once in a while, they just weird how they pull something together yeah. out of nowhere. Um, who do you have the Rangers MVP this year? Uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think I really, I, I've been really impressed with Marcus Simeon. Um, just, the way he carries himself and right. how hard he plays. Um, obviously, he's very good, but until you see what goes on behind the scenes and, and get a feel for him, I, I think I think he's uh, I think he'll be their MVP. I believe it at that. I said the same thing. They've got two guys, obviously, that everyone's going to put at the top, either Simeon or yeah. Seager. But I think Simeon too. I I love Seager. I mean, he was the surprise signing for me, but I think Simeon is just all around. Uh, put his spring numbers aside. I mean, you know, he they go through a process. It's what they do during the season. And I think he has more home runs. Um, I think Seager might have a higher average. Uh, but I just think Simeon – I think he's the guy that, that if, if Simeon plays the way he's capable, it could, it could turn this whole team into an offensive team. It just kind of runs everything. Yeah, kind of set a tone there at the top of the lineup. Absolutely, there. Yeah. Who, who is, yeah. Who's going to be the best pitcher this year? Uh, I, I will, uh, I will go, I'll take the chalk here and go with John Gray. Um, okay. just talking to him. Um, in- interesting guy. I'll be writing a story about him here soon. Um, the, cha- the changes that he made, um, being able to, <clears throat> to have the same like, uh, release point the whole season, as opposed to having to change, change it when he's was in Denver and when he wasn't, right. uh, he's got a, you know, different grips. He can have the, there's going to be a lot more consistency. Uh, for him and he's changed his grip on his uh on his slider and the other day against milwaukee he struck out six yeah uh, that slider all, was all working sliders God. So, um and yeah he, he you know he's been a durable guy i did i i i, I i'm gonna i'm i'm intrigued by him and, and and i think he's gonna be pretty good that was an easy one and i i thought that was who i would just go with to be easy but here's my deal i think i think martin perez Without the pressure, just to eat innings, could be a guy that comes in, wins wins twelve games, has a four or five ERA, something like that. Not a yeah. five, but below five ERA, wins twelve games, really goes one hundred and fifty innings. Although his numbers may not be as flashy as Gray, who I think is good. I think it was one of the most underrated signings this year. Gray slides in if any of these kids come up or a signing next year is going to be in this rotation, and he's going to be a good arm in the rotation, in a playoff rotation. He's an arm in a playoff rotation. But I think Perez, I went with Perez just kind of like, you know, my out-of-the-box thinking. Uh, this is a guy that comes in. It's easy to kind of look at Hearn or maybe Dunning, have a great year. But I think it's Perez who does his job. He comes and eats 150 innings, 130 to 50 innings, has a sub-5 ERA, wins 11, 12 games, and just as he's better than Lyles was, better than Fultonavich. He's capable. Let's just see okay. if he does it. All right. So that's it. Okay, rookie. Well, this know, is we'll, tough. We'll look, the ro- we'll look at the roster right now. There aren't a ton of them. Nope. Um, they have a lot of young players. But, uh, so, I mean, I, if, if, you, if you pick on the current roster, I think it'd be Joe Barlow. Um, Maybe he'll Burke. Be all year. He'll be pitching in, in leverage situations. So uh, give, me, give me Joe Barlow. 
Yeah, on the current roster, I I could see something like that. Maybe Burke, um, if he if he's kind of like a Brett Martin coming out of the bullpen and does something. I, I you know I don't know. Yeah. I went with a guy kind of out of the box. I thought maybe one of these kids gets a call up through an injury or something. And I went with the kind of the flashy pick from spring was Josh Smith comes up right. maybe a couple months in and ends up hitting two seventy maybe with about eight or nine home runs. Uh, play some good defense at third or something like that. Maybe it's shortstop. Yeah. Hopefully it's not shortstop. But uh, something like that. Um, uh, so th- it was, I thought out of the box there. On the roster, I would say Burke. I'm interested to see Burke kind of take over the Brett Martin role, maybe. Um, maybe. Do that. and Or, or it's uh, Josh Smith. Who's the breakout guy? Who do you think is a guy that has a chance to just break out? And there are two good ones on this team. So whichever one you pick, I'm going to go with the other one that could possibly okay. break out. Well, I'm going to pick uh, Nathaniel Lowe. Okay. Um, That's had, one of them. He had, a really, he had a very good spring. Yep. Uh, he, you know, he got a full year under his belt last year, uh, made some adjustments uh, to catch up to the fastball, uh, was, was, was working really hard to improve his defense. And there's going to be a lot less pressure on him in the lineup. Uh, you know, after the trade deadline last year, it was him and, and Adolis who had to trade the load. And that's tough for a, a first-year player, as they both were. So, right. Um, Give me Nathaniel Lowe. That that was one of my two. The other one was a guy who wasn't even supposed to be in the lineup, Abanez. I think Abanez, yeah. right now they've got him hitting ninth. you got Andy Abanez hitting ninth in the lineup. That tells you how much better your lineup is than last year. Um, his defense obviously would have to improve. Um, you saw more than I did. He, what, the big leaguers weren't there by the time I had left spring. Yeah. I don't, he had a couple shaky moments over there, I think. Uh that I heard about or something, uh, but boy, yeah, but he also made some really good plays. And, right, I heard that too. And he hit, so that's um, the thing. That's fine. That's yeah. I mean, that's not a bad pick, uh, but but I think he has a short leash, and and if he struggles, then I think that's how you you might see Josh Smith or even Davis Wenzel. Exactly. Right. Get a call up. Davis Wenzel and Josh Smith was a toss up for me. Whoever's doing better is the one that gets the call. And it could be a rookie of the year. And Josh Smith is just last night he took a walk um, and a good at bat. I was watching some of that on my MILB, MILB app. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, they got just roasted last night. Jason Barr didn't look good. Did you watch any of that? I did not. I oh. did not. I, 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 I had two kids who, who I couldn't couldn't shake. So. Well, you were coming back home too. You had to get right, home. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, Jason Barr did not look good. Uh, Lats wasn't horrible. He. Look, he, had, he walked a couple of guys, uh, got out of every inning, only got a uh, – they got two runs on him in four innings. Uh, okay. But he didn't look horrible. Uh, but, you know, they, he, he wasn't the Jake Latz that's going to make a major league start this year. That's, that's not what I saw last night. But I don't think that's – I think he's down the line a little bit maybe. But, man, I tell you what, Jason Barr, um, I don't know. Uh, he can't do that, that's for sure. Yeah. He can't right. do that. So um, – my breakout player is Abanez. I think that's it. Let's get Woody in here. Um, he'll be joining us here pretty quick, and then uh, we'll get this thing out. Okay, guys, and joining us right now, he's in Toronto getting ready. The season starts Friday night against the Toronto Blue Jays. It's Texas Rangers manager Chris Woodward. Chris, hey, man, thanks so much for stopping and joining us real quick for the second time now. This is your second time on the podcast. Yeah, no problem, guys. Enjoy it. You're the, you're the second second timer. Justin Foskey beat you to the punch. So, I can't beat Mike Foskey. All right. Well, we got to make it happen again then. <laughs> you can be the first third timer. How about that? Uh, so, how's Toronto? Cold? And... Uh, yeah, it's not Arizona. <laughs> we got off the <laughs> was, We knew it, though. We knew it was going to be like in the 40s or 50s. And um, we're kind of expecting that. But it was definitely a little bit of a, a weather shock when we got off the plane. How, how much does Toronto still mean to you? Oh, it means a lot. Obviously, it's uh, you know the, the team that gave me my first opportunity um, as a professional player, and um, you know I played twelve years in the organization. But I think most importantly is like I started my family here, uh, met my wife. You know, we had uh, my daughter was born here. Uh, we basically started the journey together here. So uh, it'll always have a special place in my heart for sure. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know when if if, if your daughter was a, a Canadian or a Floridian. So I, I was. I couldn't pin it down. Yeah, she's actually dual. So she was born, uh, she's, you know, born abroad, I guess. Um, so she's got dual. <laughs> Is your wife Canadian? Yeah, well, she actually got her American passport. So she's officially American. Um, but she, yeah, she was born in Canada. She, she huh? grew up here in Toronto. You married her for the green card, right? Just to get her a green card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, so, um, all right. So you guys are off today, workout tomorrow, season opener Friday. And I asked you about this yesterday in Arizona, but uh, you, you are very excited. Yeah, to put it mildly, I think, uh, yeah, we had a good camp, you know, just, uh, you know, obviously we made some, some really good, uh, you know, changes on, on the roster. We added some really, really good talent, but I think most importantly, just the the guys that we brought in, um, you know, it's a more functional team. I, I, I mean, it's a more talented team, but at the same time, like internally, that that, that locker room is uh, in a short amount of time, you know, have definitely bonded and gotten together. Um, the way they communicate with one another, the way they talk the game, and um, the new staff members that we brought in um, fit right in and, and have gotten these guys to really buy in in a short amount of time. So uh, we still got a lot of work to do. Uh, you know, we're going to, we, our expectations are to win this year, and um, we got to go out and do that. Um, we have a good thing going, but we got to go out and prove that. Yeah. A, a few observations to your point about the, the clubhouse. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed by Marcus Simeon just the way he carries himself and uh, the presence about him, I guess, you know, uh, also uh, I, I noticed yesterday um, Cole Calhoun, who has been in the league. Uh, I think he has the most service time of your position players uh, went and sat down next to Joe McCarthy yesterday. And then, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen with Joe, but obviously a veteran guy talking to a young guy, talking through things. And then the third thing is Martin Perez and the, the Latin pitchers are really, he, he's, he's there. He's their guy. Um, so I just the, the acquisitions that you, you were talking about are, are making a, a difference uh, in the clubhouse. Yeah, and it's uh, I, I can give you a bunch of different examples. Obviously, Marcus uh, has been phenomenal. Uh, I've been I've, had, I've heard so many stories prior to us signing him. Um, and then obviously, once we sign him, just just in the communication that I've had with him. And then the communication I've heard from, you know, every part of our organization, um, he's gone above and beyond um, to be that leader that he talked about and uh, kind of rally the troops and, and get to know guys. And um, it's been really, really impressive. I mean, this guy's a remarkable human being and obviously a really talented player to go with it. Um, but yeah, you look at Cole, Cole's kind of like our spitfire. You know, he brings it every day. He loves it. He's, uh, you know, he's all in on what we're trying to accomplish here and, and he couldn't be happier to, to be a part of it. Um, those are things that, that he does every day. I mean, I know sitting down with Joe, not quite sure what's going to happen with Joe and, you know, puts his arm around him and says, Hey man, like, you know, I'm here for you. And uh, those, those kind of conversations go on all day long. And, uh, you know, you look at our, our lab pictures. I'm glad you mentioned Martin because, you know, he, he was here prior to me being here. I've talked to him over the last couple of years. Um, you know, when he was in Boston, I had a long conversation with him in the outfield and it was, uh, you know, he's always wanted to come back. And so to, to see where he is now and then he wants to take on that leadership role, he kind of wants to kind of, you know, make sure these guys are, are in a good place on the pitching staff. Uh, Dennis Santana, as soon as we, we signed Abreu or traded for Abreu, you know, they all kind of wrap their arms around him. And, you know, Dennis is like, I got you, Woody. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of this kid. I'll make sure he's in good hands. And uh, Martin said the same thing. So uh, it's a unique uh, bunch. I love that we have a ton of diversity. We have guys from all, all over the all over the world, but they all have the same common goal, and that's like to to make us a champion. And um, you know, those guys are phenomenal human beings. All right, so everybody's zero and zero. Um, everyone, okay. you know, hope spring is eternal. I guess um, you guys are going to be better. How, how much better? That's up to us. Honestly, I, I don't like to look at projections. I, I, I do. Um, I do look at them just yeah. so I like to use that as a little bit of, uh, you know, hey, this is what they're expecting us to do. This is what they're expecting you to do. Um, guys blow out projections. You know, they blow through those all the time in the game. Right. Um, you know, look at the Giants last year. They weren't supposed to win 107 games. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to be cliche and say, why not us? <laughs> Um, but I will say that to our guys and be like, well, why can't you outperform your projections individually? Yeah. Why can't we do that as a ball club? But it, it, it takes, there's a lot of dedication. There's a lot of sacrifice that goes into that. We can't just say it. You know, I've been saying we're going to win for ever since we, we signed, you know, Marcus and Corey, but we got to go out and do it. We got to go out and, and, and live it and breathe it and, and believe in it. Um, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Um, you know, there's so many finer details that, that our players have bought into, but it's maintaining that throughout the 162 games and honestly building on that at each day that goes by um, is going to be what we need to do. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write a story about your opening day starter. And I talked to him, uh, John Gray. Uh, he's not, he's not what you, he, the, the, 
the book does not match the cover. Um, like, you know, you, you see the Mohawk and the, the big guy and, you know, he's out there on the mound. He's got a big presence, but like he, you know, he's into like gaming and you know, he and his <laughs> wife, he and his wife went on an off season RV trip. He's like a, he, he's like a, a, just a super guy. Yeah. And he's made some adjustments, but it, he, a, he seems like the fit that you talk about in the clubhouse, but what, what, had, what did you see from him this spring, both uh, on the mound and off of the, the field? Um, you know, I've really enjoyed my time with him and, you know, got a chance to, to sit with him a little bit when we signed him, uh, just get to know him and his wife. And, you know, they're definitely unique. Like, I, I love that. Like I said, there's a lot of diversity and, you know, you see the Mohawk, you see the, you know, this, this, this bravado, and then you get to know him and he's just, he's a, he's a really, really good human being. And yeah. um, the thing I think I was most impressed with is just his respect for, you know, the organization, the game, um, and then just talking to him, how, how, how much hunger he has and desire to improve and how willing he is to listen and, and be open to different ideas. Um, you know, he matched right away with our pitching coaches. I think that's honestly what sold him coming here. You know, when they presented, uh, you know, their, their presentation to him, he was blown away and he was like, man, I, I could really improve here. I can really get better. This would be a place that, that I can be myself. Um, I can go out and perform. Um, they're, they're not going to, they have full faith in me. They're going to trust me. And I think that that's where he's at home and at peace. So I'm excited to, to provide that for him. Um, and I can't wait to see him honestly uh, go out and dominate because uh, the stuff has always been there. I think just pitching in Colorado has always been really difficult, you know, that altitude and going back and forth. And it's just, uh, I know I've mentioned that many times, but it's, uh, it's not an easy thing to do for a pitcher. Um, it's a tough place to pitch. So hopefully it'll be um, a little bit more consistent. Um, and then obviously with some of these, these new shapes and the power stuff that he already had, uh, hopefully he can put it all together to, to be a dominant force. Yeah, he, he said that, that Brendan and Doug uh, just moved his thumb a little bit on his slider, like half an inch. First of all, it's amazing that, that they can see that on, on a video that he needs to move his thumb. Wow. But second of all, and, and Tim Hires and, and Donnie Eckert are probably are along this line too. It's amazing how, how coaching has changed. And, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you can yeah. speak to it as well, but yeah. it just seems like that the staff has, has evolved into like high tech, uh, smart guys who just look at the game entirely differently and then have the players that have bought in. Yeah. And I think that the, the biggest thing is like, we hired some really, really talented people on our staff. Um, they're elite at what they know and what they do. Uh, like you said, Sags, just, just, just moving the thumb from here to there. It's like, he understands the, the resistance on the ball from the air and why it makes it move more and all that. And that's pretty scientific, but at the same time, it's how to deliver that to a player. I think that's where I, you know, I, I think we set ourselves apart um, in our communication and our empathy and compassion for our players. Um, we don't, none of our staff has an ego. They all just want what's best for the player. They're all really smart in their own departments, um, but we have a ton of collaboration. We communicate uh, some great ideas come from outside of each department. And I think that that's what kind of separates us um, because the players feel that they feel that we're all in this for them. We're going to make them the best player that they can possibly be. And they buy in, they buy in, they want to be a part of that. Obviously they want to make a lot of money and, and win a lot of games and win a championship. So there's a, there's, that's the secret sauce kind of in today's game. There's a lot of smart people in the game today, but it's how do you communicate those ideas to the player and get them to buy into it? Sure. Well, that's, I mean, that's coaching. That's like coaching one-on-one, the communication aspect and yeah. um, any sport. But um, you mentioned the talent and you mentioned the coaches, you know, what, what the coaches were teaching this spring trickled down. You had, you had guys in, you know, uh, minor league who are now in minor, the minor leagues who are exposed to them. Um, it seems like it's going to be organization wide and every good organization has tremendous depth. So it just seems like you guys are, on that on the on the cusp of that do you, yeah do you a lot of minor leaguers this year we do we, we we obviously improved a ton of talent and unfortunately that had a lot to do with us making trades and you know not being as good as we wanted to be the last couple of years where we traded away some of our best players um, to get a ton of talent um, and we have done that and we drafted well uh, we already acquired a lot of really good players you look at mccarthy like that was an acquisition that you know fits who we are but i, th I think this offseason um the, the silver lining to the lockout was we put we poured as a major league staff and an, and an organization poured a ton into our, our development 
Um, we moved people around and put people we felt in better spots. Um, and we, we hired some really good coaches on the minor league side. And, and now player development represents how we do things at every level. And I think that that's, that, that alignment is, is going to catapult a lot of our, our younger players and then obviously have them ready. So when they get to the big leagues, it's not a shock. It's not a surprise. It's basically what we do in the big leagues is being done all the way from a ball all the way up. So um, that's a unique opportunity for us. And, and we had the time because we couldn't talk to our, our major league players. We couldn't pour into our major league players. You know, the lockout continuing into camp actually helped us in that regard. For three weeks, we had our basically entire major league staff with our minor league development, you know, our player development, coaches, staff, players. Um, so we were around. We were around those guys and reinforcing messaging um, and really, truly making this, uh, a, you know, a full organizational philosophy in, in every department. Um, so that, that I'm actually really, really excited about to see how that plays out. That takes time, obviously, to develop players, but um, we're already seeing the benefits of it. Well, and that makes your job easier when they come up. <laughs> They're stepping it's all about the job easier, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes it faster. Our, our hitting coaches don't have to explain to them how we go through things. Our pitching coaches and, and you know Bobby Wilson on the catching side doesn't have to explain how we game call and how we go through our stuff. They already know. They're already doing it um, where they are right now. And, and and honestly, some of that stuff is starting in the A ball levels. So we're going to see that in a few years how that kind of moves up the ranks and how these guys adapt to the game planning model, to the, to the movement and path, you know, um, things that our coaches are talking to them about. Um, it's going to be the same language all the way up. Yeah. Um, who, 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 who's going to, who's going to be in the major leagues this year? Who's going to be in the minors? Who, who do you, who, who, <laughs> I mean, I put him on the spot. You're, you're, you know, Josh Smith, Davis, Wenzel. Uh, Bubba Thompson, all, all impressed, but it, I mean, they're, yeah. they're closer than, than maybe you guys thought. Yeah. You know what? I, I listen. you just named off a few that I would have rattled off. Um, don't forget about Leody Tavares. I think he made some, some really good adjustments at the end of camp that I'm, I'm really watching every box score and checking in on, on notes and just to see how he's, he's handling himself and, and doing down there. Um, but there's some, you know, obviously on the pitching side, you know, a guy like Colwyn comes to mind. Um, are these guys going to make it up? Are they going to be ready? Um, we'll see. They have to perform. Clearly, the guys we sent down in Alexi, Otto, I'm excited about. We're going to need those guys, you know, in the bullpen. You know, the Daniel Robert, you know, in spring training, saw him, you know, dominate. And that, that slider's a real thing, throwing upper 90s. Uh, Chase Lee, you know, some of these guys had really good camps for us, and they were impressive. So, uh, I, you know, the good thing is, is, you know, it's a battle of who, who does well and who's performing. Um, I think in the past, and, and I know this kind of happened last year, where guys were in the big leagues with no real competition behind them. Uh, guys <laughs> in the big leagues feel it. They feel that they have to perform, and that's the way it should be. I mean, listen, all of our veteran guys, you know, when we, when we kept Greg Holland on our staff, you know, the first thing he said is, I'm going to earn my way, you know, on this team and to stay on this team because there's no guarantees. And he was like, I don't, that's the way it should be in the big leagues. You should have to earn your right every day you're out there. And this is a guy with almost 10 years of service time um, saying that. So zero entitlement, everything earned. Um, it's a great thing for us as an organization. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the competition is fierce, but everybody knows what's at stake. And, you know, we got a championship to win. Yeah, another name that, that came up this week, uh, Ezekiel Duran. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's never played above uh, – High A, but man, he, he that home that homer off of Brandon Woodruff the other day kind of kind of says something about him. Yeah, no, it's impressive. Just the way that this kid carries himself. He's obviously super talented. Um, getting a chance to see him on a daily basis though, and just see how he kind of interacts with his teammates, how he carries himself, how he prepares. Um, he, he's super talented. Um, I, I think I don't think we gave him enough credit on the defensive side, just by what I see. Um, haven't seen enough game action to really truly, you know make a remark on that but from what i've seen in his, in his training and his work his kid's a, a good defender as well a really really good defender anywhere you put him uh, but the abats are there's fearlessness there there's here i'm coming to get you i'm attacking you he fits you know, exactly what we're all about um and so I, I just like i said this guy has to develop he has to play um curious to see how that plays out and you know if, if he's going to show that he's ready at some point this year um obviously things are going to have to happen here to provide a spot but 
Um, definitely an exciting player. Well, yeah. you know, going off of that, so we've talked about guys that obviously had a chance to get here. You've got Wenzel, you've got Smith, you've got Wynn, you've got guys everyone's talking about. Tell me the guy nobody's talking about that may force you to say, you know, we may have to take a look at this guy. Who's the guy no one talks about that might could force his way up here? Um, well, I think you know, that guy kind of revealed himself in camp. You know, the guys like Joe McCarthy, like, you know, we signed this guy and, you know, he, he had a little big league time. But um, some of these guys, I mean, Chase Lee may be a guy that comes to mind. You know, it's a, it's a unique look. Um, he's, he's obviously got zero fear when he's out there. Uh, he, he executes it's uh, you know that sidearm look um, guys like that are gonna are gonna force their way onto our roster at some point you know we're gonna have needs we're gonna have people go down um, it's just baseball it's it, it always happens that way especially on the pitching side yeah. um, somebody like that comes to mind and it's you know a, a, a Cody Bradford or, or somebody that's kind of you know dominating and he's executing he's pitching well and he may be the guy we actually go with at some point um, but those guys are, you know, we have a ton of those guys. And when you got guys like Zach Rex and, and Joe McCarthy, maybe in your AAA team that, you know, if one of them's doing really well and, you know, Willie Calhoun goes down or something, you know, with an injury, guess what? We, we got somebody that we can plug in there that fits who we are. We're not going to skip a beat. You know I mean? And it's going to be a great opportunity for whoever that is. Um, but, but there's not going to be a decline really, you know, in performance or even like their buy-in to what we're trying to do. That's a, that's a nice yeah. problem to have. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. Uh, so the two guys to me who who I think will who not surprised but who will be very good players from last year's team are, are Nathaniel Lowe and and Taylor Hearn. I thought yeah. they had great springs, but those guys have to get better for this thing to work. That's part of it. You know, we talk about the minor leagues and we talk about Corey Seager and and Marcus Simeon, but those guys who were on the team last year have to get better. Yes, absolutely. And, and that was something that I that I addressed last year at the end of the year, you know, to the team. I was really proud of the way they just kept competing last year. Uh, clearly, we didn't win. Um, you know, we lost 102 games. But at the same time, these guys kept developing, kept working. Um, and I knew that, that coming into this year, that offseason last year, this offseason was was critical for some of these guys to, you know, whatever, whatever their their need was to, to come into camp better. Um, they needed to do that. And then a lot of the guys did. But I did, I did explain to the team, like, we have to level up. Like, a lot of these younger players have to level up. And if they don't, there's going to be somebody that's going to take their place. Um, and that's just, like I said earlier, just, just a second ago, when you have that kind of depth, you know, if somebody fails or lack of performance and, and we're in a winning environment, we get, we're going to have to replace them and, and go back, send them back down to get that, that final development that they need to be able to perform here consistently. Um, but yes, Taylor Hearn, super excited about, you know, Taylor's development up to this point, um, but there's been a ton of growth. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a grown man now, man. And you see him on that mound. He's, you know, he's confident, he's ready. Um, you know, he believes in himself, but now he has to go out and prove that he has to be consistent. Same with Dane Dunning and, um, all these guys that haven't really played out 162 game season and had a ton of success yet. Right. Um, that's, that's what we need. We need Nalo to, to, to figure some things out and, and improve from what he did last year. Cause if he did what he did last year, we're going to look at that as a little bit of a, we need you to get better sure. because we're looking at, okay, you're going to improve every year from here on out, at least for the first couple of years. Um, but nothing tells me that they won't it's baseball. So you never know, but um, you know, I'm really excited about low and the work that he's put in over this off season. You know, let's get you out of here. And before we do, I got to ask this. This is this has got to be fantastic for you. I was looking yesterday. It was either yesterday or today. No, it's the day before when you put a lineup together that kind of looked like your opening day lineup could very well be this lineup. Andy Abanez was hitting ninth. No I look back to 2021. I mean, it's no offense mm-hmm. against these guys last year. Look, this was a development year. You had a bunch of guys you were trying to get you, you were trying to get an assessment on. How unbelievably good do you feel knowing that Andy Abanez hitting as good as he can, you've always loved this guy, is ninth in your lineup right now, and looking at the top of that lineup, you've got to have a smile on your face when you're writing this lineup. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, listen, I don't want to get too, uh, you guys know me, I'm super positive, I'm always optimistic about everything, but um, this is what we've always wanted. We, we've always wanted to have a chance to go into every single game we play with a chance to win a game. And then now our expectation is to win that game. When you got Andy Abanez, who I adore, and I, and I know this guy can can hit, and, and maybe he won't be hitting ninth after two weeks because he's going to kill it and force his way up up higher. But that's the beauty. I mean, shoot, I think, you know, Willie Calhoun's hitting eighth 
yeah. potentially ninth. he might be hitting ninth tomorrow, like or on opening day. So you look at that and you're like, Willie Calhoun hitting ninth. This guy was our best hitter. Yeah. Three years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. So it's, it, it's a really good thing for us that we have that length throughout the lineup because you know, if I'm going to lead off Marcus Simeon or, or even Brad Miller hitting in front of him, and we got those guys, one, two, three, four, you know, the top four or five guys are elite. The people behind them need to get on base so they can provide, you know, so if our eight, nine are actually getting on base at a high clip and, and we have some damage at the bottom of the lineup, that's only going to help Marcus Roll it Simeon, help Corey Seager because there's actually guys on base. Um, and, and that's just going to keep the train moving. And I, I can't, couldn't be more excited, especially with, with the hitting coaches that we have and, the, the buy-in that we've had on the offensive side to that game planning and, and the way they can make our players better. Um, but like I said, we haven't done anything yet. We haven't even won a game yet. So I, I got to you know curb my enthusiasm and say, Hey, we got to go out and prove this guys. Sure. Cause there's still projections out there that have us finishing fourth and not winning, you know, 82 games, honestly. And so we got to go out and prove that. Yeah. Um, I love that we have a little chip on our shoulder with that. Well, man, that Chris, thanks so much for coming on. That's fantastic that you stopped down to talk to us. Uh, I know you got to go in. You got some more meetings today. You've got to go to uh, getting ready. You got practice tomorrow. The fact yeah. you stopped down and talked to us. Hey, you know, one thing you can take the fifth on this question. We always see you wearing a pullover on when you're on the bench. Uh, be honest. Do you have your jersey on under that? No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had to ask. Chris, thanks so much. Go, we'll see. I know you got a Zoom call coming up here in a little bit. Uh, thanks for coming on. That's Chris Woodward from Toronto. Rangers start this week. Chris, good luck on the season, and we'll see you around the yard. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Woodrow. I appreciate you, man. Absolutely, man. Where, 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 are you taking the crew, where are you taking the crew to dinner tonight? Uh, I think we're going to Barbarian's Steakhouse. Okay. Dang, I need to be up there. Same. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Hey, yeah. We'll see you when you get back in town. All right, yeah, guys. I'll see you Monday. I'll, no, I'll see you for Friday, and then I'm coming home Saturday to do lighter. So I'll see, gotcha. you. I'll see you Friday. All right, man. I'll, I'll, see, see, you. I'll see you Monday. Thanks, Chris. See ya. Okay, that was great. Yeah. Okay, so right, let's, let's close it out. Let's close it out. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, th- what, a, what a great coup to get him on here real quick. I know he's about to go do a Zoom. Jeff, that was great having him on um, to, to, to take his time. Look, are you, I'm going to go out today to Frisco. They're doing a media day today. Guys, if you have not joined uh, the jeffwilson.substack.com, $5.99 a month, $60 a month. This stuff's coming out uh, $60 a year. Excuse me, $60 a year, $5.99 a month. So worth it. My coffee every morning. Um, I, you know, I always – text Jeff and something about something I read today of McCarthy, a big one. You were talking all about McCarthy today in, in your thing. So um, anyway, I might see you out there. Don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm not wearing a hat. I, I, I know if we're going to have a video part of this. I'm not wearing a hat. I always wear a hat. Yeah. Uh, I'm not wearing a hat because the frogs today website that I work for. Were, were <laughs> you got some commercials. Um, and I have to wear a suit and I can't wear a hat. Um, and, and, uh, the, the, the joke is that I'm trying to get into the radio, the, our TV studio and LaDainian Tomlinson is going to be the uh, security and he's not going to let me in. So, uh, anyway, that's fun. I got to wear a suit, but, um, um, coming up this week, there's going to be some changes, uh, from my website. You can still sign up at Substack. Um, but as, uh, as of now, as of Friday, a new website is going to be launching called rangerstoday.com. And it doesn't change already, what they're doing now. If you're already subscribed, nothing is going to change for you. You may have to enter a password. That may be the only thing you have to do. Uh, don't have to re-enter your credit card information. None of that stuff. Same great content. Um, it's just, it's just going to look different. And so anyway, um, I've got some, some good people back to me now, um, and they're excited about covering the Rangers. We're, we're going to be the best source in Tarrant County. Um, you know, no doubt about it. Metroplex. We're, we're, we're taking over the Metroplex. We're, we're definitely a, a leading source now on, on this team. And, and really, I, in my mind, I always was. But now it's official. Uh, so we got that coming up. Um, good, good, good times ahead. I think, you know, on our next podcast, we, we're going to be in studio. Uh, it's already on the calendar. Been so, talking uh, about this. Going to see a different look for us next 
next episode. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's really exciting. It's something I've never done before. Uh, uh, a little apprehension, but you, we have good people behind us helping us out. So do sign up. You yeah. Know, don't, don't, don't think that just because it's changing that anything is changing with us. The price is staying the same. We're going to be cheaper than everybody else that covers this team. And uh, it, it'll, it's, it's still worth your while. So uh, let's do that. I'm traveling again. Uh, not every game because, you know, I, I got kids who are, who are super active. And, <laughs> uh, love watching them play, but uh, we're going to be on the road. And John's going to be helping out. Yep. Uh, TR is still going to be TR. So uh, we, are, we are taking this thing full steam ahead and, and, and it's exciting. Absolutely. And go join the YouTube channel, guys. We've got a Texas Ranger baseball podcast. That will not change the name. Texas Ranger Baseball Podcast will be the Texas Ranger Baseball Podcast. Uh, it's just the guys that are over there with Frogs Today, and that group over there is going to back us. We're going to have a studio. It's going to be cool. We have a great guest lined up if it happens. Um, obviously, yep. things can change, so we will never announce ahead of time. But so far, if this guy is able to pull it off, it's going to be fantastic for the first one. Yeah, and then, uh, look, we're we're first class, all right? <laughs> yeah. This is, this, uh, we've... You know, initially we were, I, I was fly by night and then John came and helped me out. And now we've got, now it's, it's evolved, it's evolving again. So that's because uh, people like what we're doing and sure. that means people are ready to get into it. It's great. Now, listen, if I see you out there today, great. If not, I'll be out there getting some yeah. good video stuff for the YouTube channel guys. Uh, going to be out there this weekend. I'll be there Friday and Saturday night to watch uh, both Cody Bradford and Leiter. You guys coming out to Frisco, come find me. Would I'll love to meet Saturday. any of you. Yeah. You'll be out there Saturday. If yep. not, opening day, we're going to do a little something before the game starts opening day. Um, I'm going to be a fan after that. Kathy and I are going to okay. sit down and watch the game out in the stands. I will be able to have a beverage. You won't. Uh, you'll be <laughs> up in the press box. But uh, we're going to put something together before the game, kind of a preview for the series. Guys, this one's been fun. Great for you to pull off getting uh, Chris to do that. Hey, only Jeff Wilson can pull off Chris Woodward to come on here two days before opening day and sit down on a podcast and talk to us. Big coup for him. So, guys, until next time, we'll see you at the yard.